What's happening, everybody? Welcome to the Pentown's Finest Podcast. I am your host, Dante, and welcome back. Well, I want to start off this episode of this podcast with... I want to give a shout out to William Shatner, Captain Kirk himself. You know, I grew up watching Star Trek, so I know William Shatner. I've seen him in a couple other things. One of the things that amazed amazed me and just really shook me to the core, well, not even shook me to the core, just really amazed me at the feat itself, that William Shatner was 90 years old. And he had his dream to go into outer space. That tripped me out, the fact that he was 90 years old. I was still shocked about that. But he got to fill out his dream of going to space and, you know, living out a dream. And the fact that, you know, we all know him as Captain Kirk from Star Trek, all these things. So to see that he finally goes out of space, see, live out his dream is crazy. And like I still, like I said, I am amazed that that man was 90 years old and was able to go out in outer space because that was just amazing. The fact that it's just—I understand—I was real young when he was Captain Kirk and all that stuff. But what really like Florence, like 90 years old—that's amazing. And he looks pretty good for 90. And like, <laughs> it was just amazing to see that. I'm just happy to see that he lived out his little dream of going in outer space. So he's the official Captain Kirk and all this other stuff. And and he was describing it to everybody and said how it was, but it was just like to hear that just really like had me like looking like really you could do whatever you want, you know what I mean? As long as you set your mind to it and really, I mean, put forth the effort and put your dreams, you know what I mean? Pursue your dreams, and you can do whatever you want out here. So, having said that, congrats to my man William Shatner. Hope you had a great time up there in outer space. All right, now I want to talk about something that's been going on all week about this whole thing, and I just want to get my opinion of it, my thoughts on it. And it's just one of the things that kind of bothered me about this whole situation. Growing up in Philadelphia, I've come across all kinds of hateful people, you know what I mean? Some people are racist, some people hate men, all kinds of stuff. Like, it doesn't matter. I dealt with racism. I dealt with black people that didn't like me. You name it, I've been through it. So, over the time, I've kind of learned how to deal with people like that. And no, I don't get upset with them no more. I just let me know who you are so I know how to act accordingly, you know what I mean? I don't take none of it personal. If you feel like you don't like me because of my skin color or my personality or anything else, I ain't mad at you. Just let me know. So I know how to act towards you from now on. So, like, hearing this type of stuff doesn't bother me. So now they had this big thing with... Now, this is the crazy part, in my opinion. You have the Washington football team. It's so weird to say that, but... They're under investigating for the the work environment of women. You know, a lot of women felt subjected to harassment, I mean, disrespect, sexually, all these kind of other things. So what got me was this, was that if they're under investigation, right? So then all of a sudden, they, 650,000 emails were looked over, right? Now, John Gruden's under fire. Now, he done sent all kinds of racist, misogynistic 
you know, homophobic, all kinds of stuff out there. He he offended every group that you could think about out there. And one of the main things that annoyed me about this whole situation with John Gruden and these emails is that he goes on, you know, a press conference and says he's not a racist. He never. I really hate when people who get caught saying all kinds of nasty things that say, oh, I'm not a racist. I'm not that type of way at all. Yes, you are. It's okay. You know, people accept that. You just, people ain't going to talk to you or look at you the same way. They're going to treat you differently now. So you're pretty much asking for what's coming after that. Because what, years ago, my mom was a big fan of the Food Network and Paula Dean had that whole situation and some of the things she said and she said she same thing I'm not a racist I never have been look we all know racism hatred is taught you're not born that way you was taught that so if you came up that way it's, it's, I understand it because you was taught that so you was taught that bad behavior bad way of thinking towards people of it of different ethnic groups and things like that. So I'm not, I understand that more. So I get that. But my thing is this, at what point did you realize being that way is wrong? You know what I mean? You got to take responsibility for your actions. You can't keep blaming your parents for what they taught you, but you, you continue to, you continuously have this type of behavior and things like that, where you keep going, you keep going down the same path, but keep blaming everybody else. No, it's your fault after a while. So all these things come out. He resigns as, the head coach. Now, a lot of people said on some of these videos and things I've seen that he would have kept his job if it was just the the racial comments he made towards the uh, president of the player NFL Players Association. Called he said he had Michelin lips. <laughs> That's kind. Of, <laughs> I'm sorry that I'm laughing, but that is kind of like yeah. If it was like if I'd have said it as a joke, well, he knew it was a joke, but he said it. You know, it's a racist comment, so. The fact that he said that, and then it's like they almost kind of like, okay, well, he said that he was a little, he was wrong for saying it. And then the things he said about, what was the guy's name that got drafted by the Rams? Uh, Sam's, I believe his name. I forgot his actual name. But he said he didn't want to draft no queer and all, all this other stuff. Like, he didn't think it should be women, female refs. Um, and the funny thing is he said something about homosexuals or... or the LGBTQ community and he had a player on his team that was that way like openly I like it's like dude like you just you just sink your own ship and now here's my thing is he the only one that actually feels that way I don't think so because Shannon Sharp says something true true to the core like when you got certain friends you act accordingly around them and if you got one group of friends where you curse and swear every other sentence, those are those friends. If you got friends you know that don't curse at all, then you don't curse around them at all because it's out of respect for them. So you have you got these t- you got these friends where you act accordingly. Now, if you're acting like that around the general managers and owners, same behavior. So it's over six hundred fifty thousand emails now. They what they call it the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, it's about to go down now because this is completely like it's it's bad because this was an investigation into the Washington football team. So now you got the situation with 
John Gruden had to resign. And he's not going to work in f- football again. He's probably going to start his own podcast years down the line to kind of get it some, you know what I mean, notoriety back then and kind of clear his name and kind of put his, his, his word out there. But right now he's going to have to have to take a seat and just deal with the storm that's coming as well. So, and it's just like, well, we all seen this before when it comes to uh, investigations, background checks into things, you know, all that type of stuff when it comes to just discovering things that haven't been put put forth to the public. And it's always, you know, one guy going to have to take the fall. But in this case, it may be more than just one guy. Because I don't think John Gruden is going to be the only one that's going to have to deal with this. Because this is... Because there's too many emails for it not to be somebody else. Because not only that, I think a few days before that you had the situation with the ESPN host commentator, uh, Sage Steele. And she said something that was kind of disrespectful in my eyes. Okay. She said something about the census and she want to be able to put the fact that she's biracial in the census. Okay. Understandable. Not a big deal. I don't see the problem with that. But then she goes into, she says something about the former president Barack Obama about the fact that he decided to put black on his census, which I don't know how she knows that, but okay. If you know that, fine. That's his choice. You know, if I want to put Native American on mine, is that my is that a problem? Even though I'm black, white, and Native American, if I just want to put Native American, is that a problem? So, the real out, you know, backlash she got was the comment I'm about to say, which even bothered me because it's like, what did that have to do with anything when you said it? So she says, well, Barack Obama wants to put black on his senses even though his father wasn't around. Like, you had no reason to say that part. Like, the first part was fine, but you had no reason to come at this man's father and the fact that he wasn't around for nothing. Like, you had no reason to say that. And I was just like, okay, I was with you up until that point. Like, what is the, like, why did you just come at black men like that? Like, you had to put him down, his father down like that. Just say he wanted to be labeled as a black man, which society, that's all they see. They don't see the white side. They see a black man. Let's be real about that. That's how we look in society. Is the, they go how the way you look, not what your ethnicity is once you tell them. They don't care about that. It's all about the presentation. So if he goes and puts black on his census card, that's his choice. No problem with that. So you come at his pop. You said, well, his father wasn't around, he, even though he wanted to be black. What does that have to do with anything? And, like, your personal views is yours. But you do realize you got to be careful what you say. You're entitled. It's freedom of speech, but you can't be disrespectful in the same breath and think it's going to be okay with that person. Now, Barack Obama had to say nothing, too. Everybody else said something to you about it because, you know, she had this thing about Colin Kaepernick years ago. And, like I said, I didn't really care for that whole situation. Like, okay, he kneeled for the national anthem. He wanted to make a, a statement with, you know, police police brutality towards blacks and all that other stuff. 
totally went off rails with that, but we going I'm not going to go into that. Having been a man who's dealt with some form of I want to say police brutality, police harassment, you know. I fit the description of whatever just happened, but did I really or just any black man would do at that time? You know, that's the things young black men have to deal with coming up regardless. And that's why I'm trying to teach my son that because don't get into no argument with him. Yes, sir. No, sir. That is that. Now, once that situation is done, then you call me and I can take it from there and handle it myself. So, you know, let's not be like blinded by the fact that we don't want to believe this stuff actually happens because it's funny how people don't ever understand what other people go through until they go through it themselves or see it for themselves because a lot of people think well he should have did this differently or he should have just did this sometimes you could do everything right and everything still goes wrong and that's the problem when it comes to like situations like this i just had a recent interview with the police department right and me and the guy was talking we had a little general conversation about things and i was telling him a lot of times when it comes to guys who get into a position of power like a police officer a movie producer all these other places things like that i said the problem is you got to look at it like this one of the questions i said they should ask people when they come in here have they ever been picked on or teased in high school, middle school, or elementary. You know why? Because that'll tell you a lot. Because if he says, yeah, and then he'll tell you, like, you know, if you just actually pay attention to what people say, I'll tell you a lot. And one of the things I went through, I got bullied and picked on, of course, because of my last name. So I'm used to that. So now it's so second nature. There's nothing you can say that can bother me about my, my name. It is what it is. I'm going to die with it. So what? So it doesn't bother me anymore. But you do have people who get picked on, teased, and all that other stuff and take it personal then put themselves in position of power to pick on people. You know what I mean? So that's what I told him. I said, one of the things you should ask people, have you ever been picked on or teased in high school, middle school, anything like that? Because those people tend to kind of hold grudges and take it out on people. And, and that's the problem with today. A lot of people... Probably got picked on, made fun of, so put and got himself in a position of power. Now decided to act a fool. And the same situation when it comes to this whole John Gruden thing. Now he may have been taught that, he may have been raised around that, his parents or uncles or whatever, whoever may have taught them that type of bad behavior. And he kept it going. He just keep it he just kept it behind closed doors. But this is the problem what we're talking about today the hatred towards people of these type of groups. Like, I never understood, like, why a person hates a gay person. Him being gay has nothing to do with you. Him being gay doesn't affect your life in any way. Like, whatever he does doesn't affect your everyday routine or your daily, whatever you got to do. So that's why I always win my thing. As I got older, I've always asked myself, like, why do people not like gay people or trans people or nothing like that. It, I like because like the trans community, right? Like certain things are, things are different from 15 years ago to now. You know, you can't say certain things because it's offensive to them. My thing is if like one time I went to Home Depot and this trans woman was there 
and I had to try to remind myself that this man is going through the transition of trying to be what he feels as though who he really is. Fine. It doesn't bother me. I have the problem of trying to not disrespect the person by saying, oh, he, uh, I'm sorry, she, you know, I go through that. And I was like, I don't see the problem. Now, I get when people say, well, you wasn't born that way and I'm not calling you that. Whatever. Like, if that person wants to be called a woman or ma'am, does that really matter? So you're just going to hold a grudge or hold hatred towards this person because they was born a man or a woman. And so they want to transition to what they believe they actually are. And you got a problem with it? It doesn't bother me. I just I just had the problem of trying to remember and remind myself, oh, this person is going through the transition. So I have to call him her. So I have to say her in this or him. That That's the thing. Like, so. Like. One of the issues that I just don't understand with people in general is like, and I've actually asked this question, and some people really never really answer this question. I said, what does that person have anything to do with you? No, because they want this and that. Like, they try to answer, but they really don't answer. They just um, t- tiptoe around the, the answer. Because I have a situation within my family, right? I have a family member that's gay. Another person that doesn't like them because of that. And the first thing that came to mind is like, it's not a disease. It don't rub off when you can't catch it. That's a personal preference. And your and your your feelings about it doesn't change the fact that she's that way. Oh well, she's that way. If you got like if you don't if you're not comfortable watching it, I get it. I am that way sometimes too. Like seeing men kiss, still not used to it. I've seen it enough, but I'm still not used to it. So, but seeing two women is different for me, you know, because, you know, I mean, I'm heterosexual, so I like women. So seeing women do it is cool, but seeing men is still uncomfortable. But I have nothing against it, but I'm used to it by now. I'm still uncomfortable. So I have family members that's beefing about this, and I'm sitting here like, but here's my issue with the whole thing. Okay. It's, you don't like it. Fine. Please don't don't try to tell me a scripture or tell me it's wrong because the Bible says this, but you're doing the same thing the Bible tells you not to do, and that's judge people. That's the issue I have with stuff like this. People that sit up here and say that's wrong, that's not right, do this and do that, but you're judging somebody, which says not, <laughs> not to judge nobody. And that's the issue altogether. When The problem I have with all this, like, I think, I think we all as people around the world just need to find a common ground and just actually sit down and talk to somebody and listen to what they got to say because everybody's going through something and like even days to myself sometimes I like to be left alone not because I'm mad sometimes I just need a what what do they call it a chill day like my grandmother used to say an R&R rest and relaxation and just kind of get your head together because everybody's going through something in some way, shape, and form. You know what I mean? Not everybody's happy 24 hours a day. And sometimes it may be something small that just don't feel like going to work, don't feel like being bothered. And there's nothing wrong with that. Some people may go through some financial problems, some emotional problems, death in the family. You know, mentally they're just not there. They mentally drain. All these type of things. So that, we all need to just have a sit down, talk to one another, and get 
another perspective, another point of view from these like different groups. Like I wouldn't mind having a little group of people, you know, all kinds. You got trans, gay, like trans, gays, uh, you know, regular people. Uh, who else? There's all kinds of people. I want like to have a whole big group and just hear everybody's point of view. Hear everybody's opinion. And you need to get it out your system and yell and scream. Get it out your system. Let people know how you feel. And you know, that's where I feel like we need to have a dialogue when it comes to this stuff because that's the problem. Everybody just looking and just making it, you know what I mean, using their platforms to make a, a statement about something. But nobody's willing to work on something to change anything anymore. So, and that's the issue. Like, what is your personal problem with that type of person? Like, if, okay, let's just say I have an issue with tall women. If you're six five and higher, <laughs> you know what I mean? I got a problem with that. You know what I mean? Like, because I'm just, this is just, I'm just making a state, uh, little scenario. But the funniest thing that ever happened to me was, this is going. This is a funny story. I was at this uh, arcade with the pool tables we had up on uh, four different spruce, and we used to go there and have fun from time to time. So me and my homies was chilling there, having a good old time, and uh, these girls were playing pool, and this tall one, she was like six four, six five, right? And I'm up, in, I'm in her way, and she like, excuse me, shorty. I turn around, it's a woman. I found it hilariously funny that this tall six foot woman called me shorty. And like, I didn't feel something like, wait, it was funny to me because it was like, I really did have to look up to her. And it didn't bother me. It's just like, it felt funny to me because I'm here at 5'10 and she's 6'4 and she called me shorty. Hilarious to me. You know, I didn't take it personally because she was taller. She's like, yeah, that's my shorty right there. So I, that was the joke. So I didn't take it personally, but some people, you know, may have took that differently or felt some type of way that I What can you do? She's taller than me. Much, much taller. So I couldn't get mad at that. So it was just hilarious. And that's why I like, I feel like some people need to address some of their hateful feelings towards people and just get it out. Have a sit down with somebody and just get it all out your system. Tell them how you feel. Like, and say, well, I was taught this way because I've dealt with this and that. Like, let's just say, in my case, I don't don't like supervisors because I feel supervisors always abuse their power. They never really do their job properly and things like that. And I'm just, I just don't like having a supervisor. That's why I always go back and forth with a supervisor. Now, a lot of people were asking me, then what's the problem? What's the issue? Now, I had a problem with a supervisor. And I had to address it, have a sit down with him, all this other stuff. Like, And as a man, what made me mad the most about that whole thing was because, I've, in my opinion, and I'm pretty sure I'm like 98% right on this one. He never liked me for whatever his reasons were. Never had disrespect in him. Never questioned his like order he gave me. Nothing like that. He said, that's what it is. All right, that's what it is. I don't really go back and forth. 
So it never was a a work performance thing. It was a personal thing. For whatever reasons he had, he had he made it personal. So then a woman comes involved, and it really gets out of hand. And the problem was, he never liked me from the jump. Fine. Okay. So I ain't got no problem with that. If you don't like me, shoot, we just work together. I ain't got to deal with you outside of this place anyway. So after a while, it got to the point where it wasn't just he didn't like me. He was making it more personal by doing things directly towards me because he could in the position he was. So I went to the union rep and said, I need to have a sit down with him. He ain't got a choice in this matter. We're going to have this man to man. So then when I addressed the situation, nothing really got resolved. He just showed me how much of a coward he was because I stepped to him, asked him in a professional way. So what is the issue? Is it my work performance you have an issue with? Or is it something personal we need to address as men here? The, the whack line he gave me was, it's nothing personal, it's just business. So, okay, if it's just business, let me point some things out. So I addressed some things that I felt was personal. And he tiptoed around it, didn't want to answer it, knew he was back into the corner because the union rep was sitting right there. Because my thing is, if you man enough to do this stuff behind my back, say it to my face. That's what I'm. That's where I come from. We don't do all this talking. We, that's female stuff to me. You got something to say? You say it to my face. I don't make a scene. I don't try to put you on blast in front of people. I pull you to the side. We're gonna handle this man. What's the problem? And once that got resolved, it never got resolved because he still has an issue with me. But because he would do stuff like roll his eyes when he see me, like who does this? Like if you got an issue, let's discuss it. And then the funny thing out of the whole thing was. He said, well, if we, why couldn't we have a man-to-man without him there? And I said it right in front of him and the union rep. I said, why? Because you can lie and say I threatened you in any way? You will twist my words and say I try to do this and this and this to you? Oh, no. You're not doing that. I ain't going for that. I said, that's exactly why I got him here. I said, because you ain't going to twist my words and go upstairs and say I threatened you. Because that's what you're going to do. And then he realized I wasn't no sucker. And then he left me alone. And that's what I think we as people, I mean, everybody in the world need to just have a sit down. You don't like somebody, sit down and have a talk with them. You might you might get to know this person in a way you might even like this person. Like, you know what? He's a cool person. And that's the problem. Like we hold these hatred, hatreds towards people and we really don't know nothing about them. Oh, he likes men. And him liking men does nothing to you does it pay your bills does it help you with anything no it doesn't it's a personal problem you have against somebody because they like the same sex who cares who cares and that's the thing like that's one of the things I just want to discuss all the stuff on the media like not liking the LGBTQ community the trans community uh, African Americans all that stuff like, even if you look into some of these numbers when it comes to, like, statistics, when it comes to African-American men dealing with the police. Like, there's so many numbers out there, I just stop counting with the numbers. Because it's just a bad situation when it comes to just men having to do so much less just to convince you that they're not a threat. I got years ago... Um, I worked at Strawbridges. Who remembers that place, right? And there was a rumor floating around that the manager of the store at the time told security to watch me because I looked suspicious. 
So I went to one of the floor managers and told her what just happened. Now, I don't now here's the thing. I think people need to think before they say something. Can't nobody tell me I don't feel threatened. I shouldn't feel this way because maybe I'm overthinking it. Am I? Or you don't want to believe you're working under somebody like that. And I understand that. Sometimes we have this narrow vision where we don't want to believe, nah, that person's not like that. They can't be that way. You don't want to believe it. And I get it. You might have been out with this person, dinner with this person, after work, drinking type of thing, and you think this person the coolest person in the world. And then they show you who they really are, and you be like, nah, that's not them. That's who they always were. It's just the opportunity didn't present itself, and now you're seeing this person for who they are. And my thing is, I feel this way. If you're that way, I'm fine with that. I'm going to treat you that way too. I'm going to return the favor. I treat people the way they treat me. You treat me like a nut, I'm going to treat you like one. Like, but if you're an asshole, but you're an asshole to everybody, I'm cool with that. I can work with that. And because I can respect you being that way every day. Now, if you that way with me, but then want to be cool with these other people, yeah, I got an issue with that because you're flip-flopping. Be consistent. And like, when it comes down to just people who have hatreds towards a particular group or anything like that, talk to those people. You'll find out a lot, probably. Have a sit down. Because like, as I get older, and like, like the more wiser I get, the more I like, I'm at that point in time in my life, I don't really care about much anymore. Like, it's not that I don't care about people or other people. It's just like, all this other nonsense and hatred and all that negativity, I don't care about none of that. I'm out here just trying to have a good time, have good memories and all that. So I'm not holding grudges against people who, if you don't like me, that's fine. I ain't got to deal with you. All right, I keep you at a distance. What they call it, six feet? I keep it at 12, 15, you know what I mean? I don't, I'm not going to sit there and worry about it because that's too much energy to be wasting worrying about that. So I don't even stress about that. So that's why it don't even bother me no more because I'm at that point in time in my life. I just like wonder, like every time I turn on the news, YouTube or anything like that, you got people coming out here. Don't like this community and that community. Like what for? Some people say their movement is too strong. They canceling people, this cancel culture thing. And... In some cases, some people need to be canceled. Some The bad behavior has to stop. You can't keep giving a pass because this this person's in a position of power and don't nobody want to mess with these people. That's why a lot of people feel with these 650 emails that's out there, one of the issues is going to be that John Gruden was the fall guy where a lot of these billionaires who probably feel this way and actually have like made statements along these lines Ain't nothing will happen to him because he's billionaires. They're going to pay to make it go away. And that's a true statement. I bet, I think in some cases that's what it's going to be. And then it was this, this story of Adam Schefter uh, sent a, uh, a column that he wrote and wanted to make sure it was accurate to, I think, Bruce Allen's. And then... I never. I don't know. I'm not a journalist, so I don't know if how it works. But I understand when you're make, when you're writing a story, you want to be as accurate as possible because you want that credibility of being uh, a truthful journalist. And 
it's just a lot going on. The fact that uh, Adam Schefter just got caught in it now. It seemed like you was trying to hide up, hide the story from everybody to make sure it was written in the way where it wasn't incriminating to him. So, but then I heard that Bruce Allen's had made a statement. He hated the Rooney Rule, and I respect the Rooney Rule. But we all understand that was a bit of a a fluke because a lot of these owners didn't really respect the rule. Because one of the problems with the rule is that every owner has to interview an African-American or a minority for the job. And I respect it because I, I genuinely respect the idea of, you know, giving the opportunities to African-Americans and other minorities. But the problem is some of them still don't respect black men as men. They don't feel like they're up to the job. They don't think they can do the job. And which I don't understand if you don't give people the opportunity to do the job, what makes you think they can't do the job? And that's why me, my dad, and my son all had this conversation one time. Is that being an African-American man, we have to work twice as hard to break even in most cases. Even though we're qualified for a job or sometimes overqualified, we're still just breaking even because of how people in society view African-American men. And like, that's why I said the Rooney Rule, I respect the idea of it. But we all know a lot of these owners just interview a guy just to accommodate the rule, but have no intention of hiring a man. So, yeah, it's a bit of a, a fluky rule, but, you know, I respect the idea of the rule. And... If you want to change things, just add some inclusions to the whole thing. Like, include women into these high-ranking positions, uh, coaches and uh, presidents of the team or general managers, minorities. Like, give them an opportunity. If they can't do the job, fire them. Right? That's what it comes down to. If I'm running a company and I got these people running the job, they don't care the ethnicity. If they can do the job, they can do the job. And if they can't, you do like everybody else, you fire them. You know what I mean? It's, that's just how it goes. You just fire them. <laughs> Simple. Like, just give opportunities. If they can't do the job and they're not doing the job, well, you can fire them. You know? And and that's just the things we have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. Some people... Don't care about the color of your skin. All they worry about if you can do the job, your performance. And I'm the type of person, I've always been this person. This is just me. I can't speak for other people. I've always been the person. I'm going to do the job you asked me to do. Depending on the job, you might get more depending on what the job is. You might get less because I just do my job as it requires me to do. Now, if you need me to go a little extra mile and I respect you as a man, you respect me for who I am, yeah, I'll do that for you. But if you don't respect me as a man, feel like I need to just bow down to you and the way your vibe and your whole attitude comes all towards me, I'm not being extra for you. I'm going to just do the bare minimum going by, going by my way. And that's the thing. You have to treat people the way you want to be treated. Now, you can't treat me like a like I'm beneath you, but you're treating the guy next to you like, oh, yeah, he's, the, he's like almost like a son. No. And that's where a lot of people work before and be like, I ain't going my way for him. What for? He don't appreciate nothing. And that's the one thing I've learned over time. 
when you're ignorant and just don't appreciate people for who they are, don't nobody want to do it with you. Nobody want to hang out with you. And I understand if you're running a business or a company, you have to be a certain way to make sure things get done adequately so the business can keep going on for years and years, years to come. So I get being a dick sometimes, but just be consistent across the board. Be that way with everybody. Oh, yeah, that's how he is because, you know, he's the boss. You know, Not every boss is cool. That's just how it goes. And it's sad that, you know, people just don't like people because the color of their skin or what they wear, how they, you know. Like, I see a football player with green hair. A little different, a little weird to me, but hey, that's him. Dennis Rodman did it for years. Like, it's not a big deal. It's just like, okay, if he's a cool person, yeah, it's a little different, a little out there. But, hey, if he's a cool dude, the color of his hair doesn't have anything to do with it. So, all I got to say is this. People, don't take things too personal. If you don't like somebody because of what they wear or how they look, why? Ask yourself, does it really affect you in any other way? Does it? Does that man wearing a pink shirt bother you that much is going to affect your day? No, it doesn't. You're allowing it to affect your day. So you're making a big deal about nothing that's going to affect you in any way. But it just bothers you because you don't like it. Don't let it, don't take it too personal. It's not that big a deal. Let it go. Move on from it. Find something else to worry about. Worry about how you're going to send your kids to college. How you going to pay for a football camp, baseball camp, basketball camp. Worry about the things that really require you worrying about and how you're going to figure out how to, how to take, I mean, manage them. That's all. That's all you got to do. So, right. There you go. Because this whole, that whole week of this, it was crazy. Like, every time you turn around, it was something new. Um, more and more stuff started. You know, that's what happens, though. This is like a big investigation. Because it still gets me to this day that they went to investigate the workplace, you know, of the Washington football team and the, and the conduct of the men and how they treated the ladies there. And now you found out all this. And I think Bruce Allen's no longer in the NFL, so he's kind of like out the, out of the way. But that don't mean nothing can't happen. You know, some people may come down the line and charge him. I wouldn't say charge him or anything, but may put him in this whole entire thing and then he's get reprimanded for something. So... We're going to have to wait and see how this turns out. It's just sad. Like, I just, like, I always, I try to tell my kids this, even when they fight and bicker with each other. What did they do to make you feel this way? Well, they did this, they did that. Like, if people give you a reason not to like them, I understand it. Like, if you don't have, if your reason is, 
he put me in a position. He put me in a bad situation when he did X, Y, and Z. All right, cool. I can understand that because I I can relate to you. Somebody putting you in a bad spot or putting you in harm's way, and you feel some type of way about that. So I understand that part. My issues is with people. You don't like somebody for whatever reason, and the reason you try to come up with to justify your reasoning makes no sense at all. You're just looking for a reason not to like somebody and try to feed fuel to the fire and find a ways to justify you not liking that person. Makes no sense to me. Why are you spending that time, that much time not liking somebody for stupid reasons? And the reason like, well, he, he don't work as fast as everybody else. Really? You don't like that person because he don't move as fast. That's not who he is. Like, if you got a team of employees and you know how all of them work, why are you expecting one to work differently than the other when you know he works like that? Like, I never understood that. Like, you're, you find ways not to like somebody and then trying to justify by saying, well, he doesn't do this or he doesn't do that. The fact that he don't do it the way you like it, there's a problem. He's getting the job done. You just don't like it the way because he don't do it the way you like him to do it. But he's doing the job and he's getting it done. What's the problem? See, stuff like that. Like, so you don't like somebody because of their sexual preference or the belief of what they feel as though they're going through a, uh, a situation where they feel like they don't belong. They're not a man in, in real life. They are actually a woman in a man's body. Why does that bother you? Really ask yourself, is that like, okay, well, that's their business. That's their choice. You have nothing to do with that. That man that's turning into a woman will not pay your bills. Will not cover your kids' college costs. None of that. So why do you care that much? So it's just sad right now. And like we got to find each. Like I said, that what we need to do as a people just have a sit down. Well, all these types: trans, gays, you know, African American, Caucasians, uh, Indians. Uh, Mexicans, Spanish, Puerto Ricans, uh, Italians, Irishmen, all that. We need to all have a sit down and vent. Get your, get your point get your point out there. Tell people how you feel. Tell people, I don't like when I get treated this way because of X, Y, and Z. Yeah, get it all out. That's what we need to do. Have a big community sit down and just vent. And tell people what we like and dislike about how we've been treated to, um, because of who we are. That's what we need to do. <laughs> That's what we need to do. That's what we need to do as people. To get all this out of our system and deal with all this thing. Because a lot of times it's, it's built up frustration and anger towards something or something that happened to you, but you take it out on everybody else. That's a lot of dissent. So let's go and have a talk. Your likes, your dislikes, let's say it. Let's get it all out. And... Yeah, let's just see how that goes. Well, that's that's it for this episode. Because um, last week it was just crazy. Every time I turned around, it was John Gruden, Sage Steele. John Gruden, Sage Steele. And like the Dave Chappelle special, uh, like the trans community was really going in on him. Um, they said three employees... Well, one story said three employees 
went to the head of Netflix and said they should pull down a special. Then they said they interrupted a Zoom call and got suspended for that. And then it was a real backlash with this whole Dave Chappelle special called The Closer. I watched it. Some ways, in some ways he say it, I can see why they feel offended. But you do know Dave Chappelle. That's who he is. He's, he's a comedian. He's going to make funny. And he's going to address things and he don't care. That's why I respect him for what he does. He res- he's going to say how he feels. And he doesn't care how you feel about it. He's going. He's not. In some ways, some people say he was disrespectful. But is he being disrespectful, or he's just speaking his mind, and you just don't like the way it comes off? That could be an issue too. Some you're not going to like what everybody says about you. It can be disres- Like it, it can come off as offensive. But if he's speaking his mind, his truth about it, you can't get mad. Like he's. Like I've learned to voice my opinion and just try to be more how can I put this polite when I express it because I'm working on trying to be a better person when I voice my opinion on things and just be more considerate but I'm still want to get my point across and sometimes I may not in the, in the moment of that whenever the situation is I'm going to say it the way I feel and if I'm offending anybody well you're just gonna have to deal with it at that time because that time I feel like at that point in time I may have to say it this way to get my point across and so like I watched the special I thought it was very funny and very you know well put how he would say certain things and address certain things in that situation and he talked about his friend that was trans and thought he was had it was hilarious but had to work on some things and then he talked about the passing of his friend and what happened to her and all this other stuff. So it was a deep conversation that he had. And he, you know, gave his opinion. And it made, and some, like I said, in some cases, I was like, okay, I can see where somebody can feel this is offensive. Because in one way, I was like, oh, yeah, I can see that one. But this is a comedian who doesn't care what you think. He's just going to give his opinion. So you got to understand that, too. And I get some people may feel like he's fueling the fire towards hatred towards the trans community. He's not. He just he's not even promoting that at all. But it's just, you know, some people may feel that way. And like I said, we need to all have a sit down and have just a big conversation with one another and just put it all out there. So that's it for this episode. Hope you enjoy. Stay tuned for the next episode. And you can find me on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of them. Go and check this out, Pentown's Finest Podcast. And I'm your host, Dante. See you next time. Peace.